Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It is actually, even though it's a damp squib day, it's another day where the news headlines will be made by uh, Brexit. Theresa May will attempt to get the MPs to back a uh, part of her Brexit deal uh, later on, uh, on the, the day indeed that the UK was due to leave the European Union. Let me speak to political commentator Deirdre Heenan. Deirdre, good morning. Good morning, Frank. So here we are on Friday the 29th of March and it's deja vu. Do you see anything well, materialising of- today? Well, it's the Independence Day that didn't happen. Uh, I think for a lot of listeners, Groundhog Day, here we go again, and people have switched off or been totally confused by what is going on. Really, today, Mrs May is trying to buy time on a technicality. It's not the meaningful vote three, because she can't bring her back her deal back again because it hasn't materially changed. It's meaningful vote 2.5, which means she simply with, split the withdrawal agreement and the political declaration and the Speaker has agreed to this because it's slightly different. And we expect to vote at two, sort of half two today if it doesn't slip. And what do you expect in terms of numbers? Well, I expect that it won't pass because um, she really has divided people. And the withdrawal agreement is really about the payment to the EU. The political declaration um, is about the joint politics of it all. But really, I don't think she's going to get the ERG on side. The DUP have said they won't vote for it. So really, I don't think much is going to change after this vote. In fact, perhaps more humiliation for Mrs May. At what point does she actually leave or does she not leave at all? Because part of her deal was with the politicians, you voted through and then I'll go. If they don't vote it through, she'll say, well, you didn't keep your half of the bargain. Well, indeed, I suppose it is fair to say if Mrs May has one unfailing quality, it's to make any given situation worse than it needs to be. She really has made a shambles of this. And how humiliating to say, if you pass my deal, I'll go. And they still say, well, actually, no, because your deal is so dreadful. We won't go. I mean, it is a technicality. The agreement with the EU about the extension only requires MPs to approve the withdrawal agreement, and that allows her to get an extension to May the 22nd. I think for her, it's part of a almost a blackmail strategy to the ERG to say, well, if you don't vote for my deal today, we are going to be in European elections. Well, that is another one of her red lines that she designed, that she has become fixated on. But so what? I think the ERG have decided, well, in fact, it may be better to have a longer period and try and get what we want. 
The reality is there are still people talking about delusional Brexits. The reality is her deal is the only deal. It's really her deal. Uh, that's the best that you're going to get or you decide to remain. And many people have begun to realise that actually it would be better to remain. Really, we have a woman who doesn't have a workable plan. She's forced by Parliament to find a plan that works. They can't come to an agreement. It's likely, though, that they will find some form of consensus, perhaps by next week. And her plan is to simply ignore Parliament and push again her unworkable plan. I mean, in many ways, it is unseemly, even in Weekend at Bernie's, they only dug the corpse up twice, I think. Um, you know, we really are beyond the point of ridiculous here. And we've been asked to trust a woman who said, there won't be a general election. I will help the Grenfell House survivors. I will help the Windrush generation. I will resign, well, whenever, because we're not quite sure. And I think this strategy today has actually backfired again on her because... Sir Keir Starmer is saying to Labour MPs, if you're thinking of voting for this, perhaps because you're exhausted, perhaps because you think it's the best deal we're going to get, perhaps because you think you owe it to the people to vote to leave, you do realise that you could end up with Boris Johnson, Jacob Rees-Mogg, or perhaps Michael Gove as the Prime Minister, and I wonder how well you would like that. So I think they have been spooked as well. And what we might see is slight movement towards voting for this deal but I think really what's going to happen is on Monday, we'll be back looking at alternatives, which might see some more consensus or support for staying in the customs union. Uh, just to be clear on this, Deirdre, you don't subscribe to Theresa May being a possible candidate for Woman of the Year. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean... Really, she is the author of her own misfortune. And I know at times people have said, oh, look at her tenacity. Um, I feel sorry for her. Look how strong she's been. She's dead with it. But the reality is her stubbornness has moved into megalomania. It's my deal, my speech, my ideas, do what I want. This is my legacy. In the end, this should surely be what, what is best for the people, the economy, the country. And when she talks about the will of the people, I think it's a dangerous thing to say. And it's also quite disingenuous. There is no will of the people in the sense that the people were divided 48%, 52%. And really what has become apparent over this negotiating period is the need for compromise. And for those people who say, well, we decided to leave, therefore we must leave because it's the will of the people. It is important to say that democracy is not, nor never was, a single point in time. One day, one referendum, and thereafter after we must stay with that. Things change, things develop, evidence becomes apparent. We know all the issues around the referendum, but we also know that people have begun to look at it and say, well, actually, it may be that what we're going to end up with is being better off in Europe. So I think the whole idea of saying, you know, we must go with the vote on a given day is now being widely discredited. And when you look at the online petition, you look at the march that went on in London, there seems to be a move towards staying or at least thinking again about this deal and what are the advantages of the deal. And the reality is, if we see support for staying in a customs union or a much softer Brexit, then you really have to say, what is the point of all of this? Other than we've spent enormous time, energy, money, 
around an issue that is basically intractable, that is really about divisions in the Tory party. But the country has suffered because at the same time, what we're not talking about is the increase in child poverty. We're not talking about the housing crisis. We're not talking about, the, for the first time, um, our expectation of how long we can live is actually being reduced. That is incredible in, in the fifth largest economy in the world. Okay, okay. So all the other social policies that you might think we should be talking about, we're not. Okay, do, do stay with me there, uh, Deirdre Heenan, because it is, and I can see from the texts and the, the emails, uh, sounding like a, a party election broadcast on behalf of the Ramoners, as people uh, call them. Uh, Alex Kane is on the, the, the other line, and uh, Alex, uh, Deirdre has fairly and squarely uh, beaten the Prime Minister around the, the, the chops vocally there, and uh, is uh, highlighting the demand for, from people to stay in the, in the European uh, Union. Do you think, it, number one, the Prime Minister is going to disappear quite quickly and that a likely outcome is the abandoning of Brexit? Well, I, I think in terms of the, the, the Prime Minister, her, her statement that I think on Wednesday that she would resign if um, her agreement went through. We now know it doesn't look to me like her agreement is going to go through this afternoon, even though she's sort of cut it in half. So judging by her own words, she will not be resigning anytime soon. But said against that, Frank, and I think Deirdre would accept this too, if she's still there, if, if the Prime Minister loses again today, if, if the cornerstone of her policy, the reason she came into number 10, you know, to, as to replace David Cameron was to implement Brexit, if on the third go she singularly failed on the day we were meant to leave, I don't see how she could just, I don't see how she can't just go straight to number 10 and issue a statement and say, look, I did my best. I may have been, whatever it is, bad it is, terrible, whatever, did my best, but I'm going. I, don't, I, I really don't see how she continues to hang on. But on, on David's wider point, actually, I, I think she's right. I think Theresa May lost, uh, lost a lot of herself. I think um, she, she, was, she, she did so much to try and please so many different people that nobody knew what her policy was. I remember talking to two, two very senior members, this was about six months ago, two very senior members of her government who told me um, both entirely different things. One said, who I know to be well on the Remain side, and the other, uh, not a purist leave, but certainly reasonably hard leave, both said to me, the trouble is that she's telling us what we want to hear when we're in a room just on a one-to-one with her. But when she gets to cabinet level or somewhere else, she just has no idea what she means. And that's always been the problem, Frank. Instead of saying, this is my problem, doing a Thatcher or a Churchill, you don't have to agree with them. They said, this is the policy I'm taking through. This is what I'm doing. If you don't like it, get out of my cabinet. Just choose to go now, but this is what I'm doing. She never did that. She was confusing all the time. I think, you know, when we look back in this period, whether we leave or not, I think we'll look back in these two and a half years as an absolute monumental dog's dinner of, of how, how not to run the government. And at the most crucial moment in, in, in our history since 1945. Okay, and I'll take briefly from both of you. First of all, you, Alex, what do you see happening over the next few days? What, 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 what's the most expected outcome of this meringue? I, I think where we're looking at now is probably assuming, and it is it's still an assumption that um, she doesn't get her agreement through today. Then I, I think we're looking at an extension. There. People, there's all this thing, oh, we'll crash out on the 12th. 
forgotten that uh, when the, the, the extension was given to the, the, the 12th of April, it was also said that there was a possibility in the European Union could organise a special council on the 10th or 11th, and if they were convinced that there was reason enough to give a further extension, they would do that. And they might look at the figures on Wednesday night for Beckett's amendment, for Ken Clark's, or for proposals and options that, uh, you know, that um, there's, quite, there's a, a building a building consensus towards in the custom unit, building consensus, and maybe a second referendum. So putting all of that in, that might be enough for the European Union to say, um, okay, um, we'll give you a bit more time. And also, what was very clear on Wednesday night, and it's been clear for some time, there is no majority in the Commons for crashing out, no dealing, whatever it is. That, I cannot see that happening under any circumstances. Right? So I think what we're looking at is... Um, is probably an extension, maybe a year, maybe longer. But I just, I'm going to say this because it's worth saying from my own point of view. Back in, in four days after the referendum, in a, in a column for the newsletter, the Monday it was the Monday after the referendum. I, I, I concluded with a paragraph which simply said that um, my own gut instinct is that either we'll never leave the European Union at all because there'll be a second referendum, or we'll stay in it, but in the constitutional equivalent of a granny flat because it will be such a soft Brexit. And basically, I think that's what we still are. It's one of those two options. Either stay permanently or go for some very, very soft, you know, you know, sponge-type Brexit, which is almost pointless from a, a Leaver's point of view. Okay, Alex, thank you very much. And Derby, same question to you. What do you expect? Is it a soft Brexit? Is it delaying of Brexit? Is it no Brexit? Or this referendum that you're looking for? Well, I mean, I think it's important to say that I do agree that her power is slipping away by the hour. And that if she fails to get her deal through today, which seems likely, then I believe we will move again to indicative votes on Monday and Parliament will try to find a consensus. This has been uh, an unmitigated disaster. And if at the start the the, the Prime Minister had said, well, look, we, this is a, a national issue. We need to find consensus. We need to find where we can have a middle ground. The country is divided and move forward in this. That didn't happen. Uh, she's now trying to subvert the will of Parliament, which she has been doing throughout her tenure. So I think we will have indicative votes on Monday. Uh, but there will be renewed calls for her to go. I think she will go. The UK will then have to uh, leave by the 12th of April or stand in the EU elections. I really think we're looking at a longer extension where the EU will say, well, look, this this is the deal that we have negotiated. If you really can't find support for it, then you need to go for, away for a year, either have a people's vote or a general election, but come back with some workable consensus that we can move forward on. And who knows what will happen in 12 months, because we actually don't know what's happening hour by hour. Just very briefly, obviously Arlene Foster writing in the Belfast Telegraph today, saying what you would expect her to say, that she's inundated with support, the union before uh, everything. We'll be asking people what they think on that. Uh, Arlene Foster, probably sitting with her feet up, chuckling today. Well, the one thing you can say about the DUP is they have stuck rigidly to their principles. They believed that this was, the deal was a constitutional issue, that the deal would put us on a conveyor belt to United Ireland. Many people disagree with their analysis and said that our constitutional position was safe and that, in fact, they had made an issue of something that really didn't exist. But they have stuck rigidly to their principles and I don't see them moving they say that the backstop is a danger. Now, most uh, business groups and other political parties would disagree with their stance. 
But we have seen, for example, Boris Johnson, other um, ERG members, other hardline Tories flip-flopping all over the place where it serves their interests. So the one thing you can say about the DUP is they have stayed rigidly with what they have said. They voted this deal down twice. Nothing has changed. So how could they vote for it on the third go? Okay, uh, thank you very much indeed, uh, Deirdre Heenan. Thank you, Alex Kane. Just looking at a, a text uh, from Jerry, and he says, In the UK and Northern Ireland, here's a question for you, Frank. Do we have the most useless politicians in Europe? And he's saying, In the UK and Northern Ireland, do we have the most useless politicians in Europe? I, I, I fail to allow myself to even contemplate an answer on that, but we can we can throw it out there. 02890 And what do you think of? Of the, the DUP's uh, stand. It's the union before everything. Uh, your opinions on that are vital as well. 02890 treble 3105. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.